Greetings from Pocatel Station Square. How the fuck you doing, everybody? Today is Tuesday, October. What is this? October 26th. Oh, five days till spooky season is over. Five days until the ghosts and ghouls and all the freaks get to come out in their slutty costumes and fucking party away the night, right? Uh, today's guest is Tracy Barker. Tracy Barker is owner of Barking Goat Studios, LLC. If, uh, he does a bunch of graphic design. He prints T-shirts, stickers for companies, individuals, and he has his own artwork that you can go on his shop and buy. Had a great time talking to him. We'll get into that a little bit later. But first, we have to get into our sponsors for today. Today's sponsors are Pocatello Station Square. Now, you've heard me talk about Pocatello Station Square many a times. But you haven't heard to me talked about them in this episode. So Pocatello Station Square is where I do the recording for the podcast. Yeah, super fun. There's uh, a bunch of stuff you can do here. There's office space. There's businesses you can come in. Blade Salon is here. Have I had some great cuts here. I've also had some conditioner that I buy from them. Mm. Well, that's the best. To, we're also brought to you by Crafted. Crafted is ran by my good friend Alex Areola, the nipple man. And if you ever have a hankering for a drink, you need to go just relax, blow some steam, go in there, grab yourself a muffin, maybe a beer. Chill out. There's seating here. There's chess you can play. This place is dope. I love this place. This place is awesome. It's uh, It's been a, a place I come to to relax, honestly, and talk to cool people. And it's 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 been it's been a great experience for me. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome in the talented, great, powerful Tracy Parker. Stacy Barker, welcome to the Daily Time Ticket, man. How Thank are you? Barking Goat yeah. Studios. Doing Woo. good. Thanks I'll for cheer, having I'll me. cheers to that. Some couple of silver bullets. Cheers. What's up, man? We're uh, first. I think we should we should talk about how you got into what you are. No, I think we should go before what you're currently doing. So we'll talk about Barking Goat Studios and how you got into that. But firstly, how did you before you became the illustrator and uh, printing tees and graphic design. What were you doing before? Um, had a lot of jobs in my life. Um, was in the army for a little bit and oh, nice. did that for a while and didn't really know what I wanted to do. So got out of the army and went to college and kind of always been a little invested in art in some aspects. So I got like a, graphic design degree and kind of kept slowly pursuing that and then decided I wanted to get a bachelor's in fine art so oh those are you always hear jokes about people getting art degrees and yeah. how is that does that ring true like it's pretty hard to really break into the scene in the arts world I I mean yes and no it's like there's big companies that have art jobs but Obviously, they're not really, it's kind of like a, a lot of those jobs are in big cities, so if you're in a smaller community like this, you got to be a little more entrepreneurial. Yeah. Like, I had a, I mean, I've had a 
most of my jobs recently have all been kind of art related. Yeah. I just, the farther I get into it, I get more, like, try to put a more creative spin on it, I guess, so. As an artist, isn't it kind of hard working for a big company because they want you to create their vision of something? But, you know, as an artist, you want to make your own thing. You put your own twist on it. Yeah, I mean, that's so kind of... doesn't make it tough? That's kind of, I guess, why I'm in the spot I'm in now is just a lot of the jobs I've had have been kind of more production-based. I mean, there's art aspects to it, but yeah, at the same time, creativity takes a little time so <laughs> creativity <laughs> yeah. does take time yeah. i imagine it's hard how what do you do for creativity to for when creativity strikes how do you because people get you know, like, a, like a writer's block i am assuming artists also get a, an artist block so how do you go about when you are in that situation how do you you know yeah i mean i think sometimes it just kind of comes down to being okay with putting out work that's not amazing. I mean, mm -hmm. you get sketchbooks and stuff. You just kind of, if you're in a block, you just try to start pumping stuff out and see yeah. see what happens, mm -hmm. you know? I've, I've done that too with, uh, I used to really wanted to be a comedian yeah. and I always thought I was hilarious. But yeah. it turns out it's hard to be really funny. Constantly being funny is very hard, especially if they go out in front of a group of people and you have to make them laugh. It's hard. I did like two open mic nights and I realized maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> this is hard. This is really hard. But what you're supposed to do is if you just have to keep writing, yeah. write as much as you can. And it's yeah. not all going to be gold. It's going to be That's a lot right. of, yeah. a lot of ass coming out. Yeah, some duds every now and then. Oh yeah. Dude, I bobbed. Yeah. <laughs> I bobbed so bad. I told a story about me. Uh, I saw a moose and I started thinking about how mooses don't think they're gay. They know they're not gay. Uh -huh. Meanwhile, I've had like ideas of like, maybe I am gay, you know? Uh -huh. And I was like, me and that moose are completely. So as you can tell already, it was just, it was, it wasn't a good joke or the premise wasn't good at all. And it was, yeah, I bombed. It was, yeah. it was awful. Ugh. It just felt so bad on stage, <laughs> you know? Cause you can tell people are they're like, why is he up there? Why is this person up there? Rejection in in the art world, it's got to be a little bit harder with sell, like online on, online stuff, right? It's because you don't get direct, yeah, I mean, criti or not criticism. Would that be, be the right word for that? Online's a little different with, I mean, Instagram and stuff. I mean, you can kind of paint a picture and be, I guess, whoever you want to be, you know, mm -hmm. but. I mean, you got to definitely kind of have thick skin, I guess, when you're putting yourself out there. I mean, oh, yeah. I've, I've heard it all at this point, but. Yeah. <laughs> People giving you a yeah. constructive criticism. Yeah. Love it and hate it and everything in between. Yeah. So Everybody, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah. How do you deal with criticism? Uh, you seem pretty laid back, so I don't think they would affect you too much. I do pretty well. I mean, yeah. I have my moments, but. Yeah. Break down a little bit. No. <laughs> I mean, there, there's been times where, like, someone wants an idea of a, a flying squirrel or whatever, and I, I guess my vision and their vision is two completely different ideas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as a creative person, if you think of flying squirrel, some people are going to think just like an animal flying yeah. squirrel. But you could be like, I'm going to put, like, an airplane the back of a squirrel and that's how fly or like the squirrel was gonna be on top of the airplane well i start adding in bicycles and 
<laughs> How would you describe your art style? How do you think it came about your art style? Um, that's a good question. I mean, a lot of it's kind of outdoor themed, so. Yeah. Seen oh, a lot of animals. In yeah, your a lot of my stuff's kind of like animals just re-envisioned if they had, were people and could walk around and ride bikes and skis and what attracts you to animals having human characteristics i don't know animals are just cool (laughs) (laughs) i don't know so you don't you don't uh like a pool of inspiration that you drive from is nature yeah i think most of it's pretty nature themed like i've done some work with some conservation groups and oh sick what are those conservation groups uh there's red river co and they're based out of here and they've they've got a lot of t-shirts and hats and stuff they're selling and all the profits go to help um help out the salmon stuff going on oh cool hmm salmon stuff going on yeah there's um I don't know if you know anything about that I don't know they're anything trying about to it. get no. a lot of the dams ripped out on the snake um are they trying to save the sockeye and stuff cause really hmm the American Falls Dam no, that one like that's a pretty big one. A lot of the big dams on the Snake River, uh, basically, we only have so much time until these animals are extinct. So yeah, that'd be a big step to help, try to help, help them prolong out. them. I remember, well, in in Washington, there's a pretty big drought. Yeah, and uh, a lot of the farmers can't get water, and then there's also the Native Americans there are conservationists, so they're looking at the sam- their salmon populations are really bad. But the farmers can't get enough water if the salmon are to survive, so it's this catch twenty two of yeah, like it's who's gonna who deserves the water more the Native American people with the salmon and try to get the populations back and healthy, or the farmers who are growing food for America, right? Yeah, it's I mean that's a tough conversation to have. I oh mean, yeah, I, do, I would not be the one to make that decision. It's hard, dude. There's some fucking tough-ass decisions. Yeah. Speaking of tough decisions, right, you said you've had a lot of jobs, right? And I've I've found it very hard to move on from one job to another. How do you know, How like, how do you go about you go like, you know what, I'm done here. Do you just know or what's the deal? Um... There's usually, I mean, a lot of factors. I mean, you don't like the type of work. Sometimes you're button heads with coworkers. I mean, yeah. I worked at a restaurant as <laughs> a dishwasher once for, I think, two days, and they, they thought two it was, days. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> it walked out. They thought it was funny to have me grab these hot pans off the counter, but they didn't tell me they were hot. So ah, <laughs> picked them up, burnt the hell out of my hands, and just walked out and said, "No." They laughing at you when you did it too. Yeah. Dicks. <laughs> We're done here. Yep, you're like, I'm 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 out of here. Yep. Just gonna fucking leave. So did you guys drink from ISU? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, go Bengals, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. We're alma mater then. Uh yeah, they they have their moments, but they've done they've done some good stuff. The Bengals. The football team sucks this year. Yeah. They were pretty good when I was in when I was going. So I haven't checked in in a while, but Oh, I never check in. I, I barely even checked in when I was in school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never watched the sports, no. So now now that you're doing what you're doing, Barking Goat Studios, how did that come about? How did that uh, happen for you? Um, I, so I, um, I kind of got into just 
drawing a little bit here and there in art school and I've always kind of been interested in screen printing. So my degree, um, I specialized in the, my BFA. I got printmaking, and printmaking is kind of a wide scope. Um, so I was doing etching. Etching. Kind of etching a design into a metal plate, and then you can oh, okay. pr- print an addition on paper a bunch. And screen printing is kind of a offshoot inside the printmaking world mm-hmm. i worked at a t-shirt shop and just randomly wanted to try making myself a couple t-shirts with my artwork and had some people ask me if they could buy some i'm like well i'm not really selling them this is for fun this is some shirts i made so the people were like well maybe you should sell them so started selling a couple t-shirts here and there on the side and i don't know it's kind of turned into a full-time gig now so what do you need to to print t-shirts um it it's one of those things i mean there's so many different aspects to it that once you kind of understand the process you can get away with not much Mm -hmm. so like to get into like screen printing they have a wide range of presses and i've got just a really small one um that has a wheel on top to different colors that come down oh, okay so you got the screen that prints on the shirt and then there's a whole process involved getting the image onto the screen hmm. really Which so is it is it all digital then um i try to do as much um as least amount of digital stuff as possible just because my style is kind of a hand-drawn, hand-drawn thing but i mean to get but your yeah. uh your so your how would you what would you call this your design yeah from the machine does the machine take a digital image and then print it out onto your t-shirt no so you've got what's called the screen which is basically a wooden frame with a screen on it kind of like a screen for your window or whatever oh okay yeah and that's got a coating on it that's kind of like a photo emulsion that's light sensitive mhm and you have to take your image that you would print and burn it into that. You burn it into that. Yeah. So basically, you've got your image on um, a clear piece of transparency, and there's several ways to get it on there. You can draw it on. You can paint it on there. Um, okay. You can print it off on a printer onto that. And you get um, you have to coat your um, screen with this photo emulsion that's all done kind of in a dark room, mm-hmm. and then. Once that dries, you stick your image on there, and you have to hit it with a really bright light. Oh, okay. And it kind of knocks out your image in the screen. and For a long time? Do you have to have it, like, on the bright light for a very long time? Um, it kind of just depends on detail and your image and stuff. Oh, but, okay. yeah, I mean, five to 20 minutes kind of Do you have thing. to keep it pretty simple, the designs? Yeah, I mean... Once you get into it, like, down the road, like, you really understand the process. There's all kinds of crazy stuff you can do. I yeah. Mean, you can print photographs and all kinds of wild stuff. Ooh. That seems like it would take a lot of a very detailed image of a person. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be, you, you've probably a lot of room for error. Doing yeah. That. Yeah. Hmm. But, I don't know, it's pretty fun stuff. Going from a t-shirt shop 
to doing it on your own. Was the t-shirt shop owner pretty pretty pissed off that you were doing, going off on your own and start doing competition? Or do they see you as competition because yeah, you're making I, shirts or you're making your own shirts so you're not really taking away business from them? Well, it, that's kind of why I guess I stepped away from one of my jobs. Um, it started out as me only doing like my own designs kind of like this. Yeah. But... Just recently, I've had several different businesses contact me and want me to do shirts for them. So that's kind of what I've been doing recently. Ah, okay. So that's the avenue that would it could get you more monetary gain. Is yeah, and that's kind of what um, what's picked up speed recently is people hire me for their business and they'll want a custom T-shirt design and I'll draw that and. That design can be used for stickers or koozies or hats. Do they give you free range? Eh, It kind of just depends. I mean, some people want to hire me and just tell me to do whatever I want, and other people kind of have an idea or a vision. We'll get back to this. I need to – I got to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. What we talked about? (laughs) Um, I think we were just talking about – me getting into working with um, businesses and oh stuff. yeah working with businesses yeah so how do businesses reach out to you is it just word of mouth or do you have uh, a website a that little people of go everything to? I've got a website um, barkingghoststudios.com I've got word of mouth there's a lot of it I mean people contact me on Instagram mm-hmm. like I did yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff on Instagram how do you how do you, so what's like a t-shirt price? You have to sell them in bulk. How do you do that? There's, I mean, there's a whole um, kind of whole scale game. I mean, it really just comes down to um, how many shirts you want and kind of what your design is, how many colors you want to get into it. I mean, it's so customized. Like, it really just kind of depends on what the project is yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So the the more elaborate the design, probably the little more you're going to have to pay. Yeah, and, like, for instance, if I'm selling a shirt to, like, a business, they're going to pay me for whatever the shirt is, and then they're going to turn around and sell it to the customer coming into their business, so they want to market up a little market more. Up, yeah. So you're selling bottom dollar. What it, what it would be. Yeah, cheaper than what it would be, I guess, mm-hmm. off the shelf yeah. kind of thing. But. And the more they buy, the more they're going to... Do you have to do a certain amount, like a certain amount before you are willing to sell them? Like, look, I need you to buy 25 shirts, bro. Um, I mean, n- not necessarily. I mean, I've been doing it long enough. I kind of... I mean, some people have ideas too far out out of reality (laughs) you know reeling people in is probably a a very common task that you have to undertake yeah just telling people listen we can't do that we can't put it's not even possible man (laughs) (laughs) you see the happiness happiness goes away from their face you're like like, we need realistic expectations yeah yeah well that's that's kind of what i want to talk about is having a customer's idea and then having to tell them the reality of what their idea is. It's like, hey, you can't be doing this. I need you to reel you back in. How do you how do you go about doing that? Yeah, and like I've 
So I've been kind of doing this off and on for like going on 10 years now. Oh, wow. And a lot of people that contact me, they're kind of going off of like the kind of style that I've done and the stuff that I've seen. So a lot of them, they kind of want to stick to, I guess, stuff that I've done. There's a lot of bicycle stuff, a lot Mm -hmm. of mountain stuff, but they kind of just have an idea. But a lot of people just kind of let me roll with it. Mm-hmm. They gave you like I want an animal and I want a type of outdoor activity. Yeah. <laughs> What's how did are you a big outdoorsman? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Um, I do a lot of um, running. Running. Yeah. Oh man. Oof, that's hard. I can't run. <laughs> These joints are not made for yeah. running. I'm a weightlifting type of person. How? What do you do? Like marathon? I've been getting into the, doing these um, ultra marathons. Oh, what? Really? An ultra marathon? Aren't those like a hundred miles? It kind of dep- like so. Ultra is just anything beyond a marathon. So, like in June, I did a fifty-mile race here in town. Okay. Right, and they're all on trails going up over the mountains and stuff. So how? So how long? How long are those those races? So. That one, I mean, you gain like ten thousand feet or something. And that one took me seventeen hours. Seventeen hours? Oh my god, that is yeah. so much, dude! What? Really? How do you train for that? Uh, you work yourself up to it. Work into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I bet. I bet you do. You don't want to just jump in at the race without any. I mean, a lot of it just goes into time on feet, learning what you can eat on the. Stuff like that. What you can and can't do. Hold on. Something's going on with my freaking, uh, with my program right now. That works. Okay. All right. Ultra marathons. Cool. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing, have you heard of the Moab? Moab 100? I think it's what it's called. There's, they're, they're so popular. There's new ones every day. There's one I heard of, like the Moab 240. So it's 240 miles yeah, through the Moab so, I mean, desert. Yeah, people take. God, it's uh, <laughs> four so or five much. days straight or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, well, you got to pack as light as possible, right? You have a couple yeah, of energy bars with you. Well, they're like, yeah, people have backpacks, fanny packs full of stuff. A lot of times there's, um, well, most of the time there's aid stations along the way, however oh, okay. long, like 10 miles or 20 miles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Typically, most of the races, you kind of have to make each checkpoint. But in a certain amount of time or just make it or and then yeah, they'll just come out look for you if you don't fucking make yeah, it. Yeah, you have to make it there a certain amount of time. But typically, if you want to quit or drop out or whatever, you need to make it to one of these checkpoints. Okay. There's one in Tennessee that I know of, and it's uh, it's like a jailbreak one. Where apparently this dude that broke out of a prison in Tennessee, he broke out and he made this crazy run. Oh, the you're probably thinking that Barkley marathon. It might be, yeah. Yeah, there's like a movie and stuff. But there's fucking I think that kind of sounds sagebrush yeah. everywhere. There's there's like swamps that people have to go <laughs> yeah. through for and and like not a lot of people have made it. Yeah, and it's it's a it's it's one of those races where it has a. Two percent clearance rate because yeah. everybody gives up. It's so hard. How do you like what type? What like mentally? What goes through your head when you're running um, for two or three days straight? Sometimes it's like your whole life just packed into one day. 
you know what I mean? I mean, what? The, the biggest high, the biggest low. I mean, you, you feel it all. Really? Yeah. How? But okay, we didn't really get to like training. I mean, do you do certain aerobic exercises? Are you yeah, doing sprints? I, mean, I kind of. I mean. I more or less do it for like fun or as a hobby, but I mean, I've been doing it for a while. So I know a lot of people that are into it pretty hardcore and they've got coaches and they're running 50 to a hundred miles a week kind of thing. I mean, sometimes I get super busy with my artwork and stuff or I don't run for a couple of weeks, but I mean, if I'm like super hardcore into it and I know I have a race coming in, I try to at least, get some kind of training down where I'm doing so many miles a week yeah. and doing a little core here and there. What's the most you've ran in a, in a day? In a day? Um, probably somewhere just under 60 miles. Jesus. <laughs> 60 miles. Holy. I I don't ever think yeah. I've ran 60 miles, like, in my life total. <laughs> That's a lot, dude. Holy crap, 60 miles. Somewhere under there. I did, well, I was trying to do 100K once, which is like. Like 200-something miles? No, 100. No, it's like 300? No, it's like 60, I can't remember off the top of my head. So 50K is like 31 miles, something like that, and 100K oh, okay. is like 67 or something like that. I tried a hundred K once and I didn't quite make it. Made it like fifty miles and then didn't make a cutoff. So. <sighs> made it like fifty miles. You say that like it's a bad like that's you failed, you yeah. know. Ma I made it like fifty miles. Running. Is your pace constant the entire time? Uh, yeah, um, no, I mean you get easy flat spots, but I mean you get some spots you're climbing up some huge peak, you know, and yeah. it's just a walk. Uh, yeah. Have you heard there's a there's a lady who who won I think it was it was a, it was one of those ultra marathons just a crazy race and she was 4 hours faster than the fastest guy. Yeah, she, there's um there's a lot of fast ladies. Yeah, there's a um there's a bunch of really fast people sponsored from here. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is she so she was doing this race and she was running with with her partner. And she was like, all right, I'm going to, she's been running for like two days straight. It was something just insane, right? Two days straight. She's like, all right, uh, I'm going to close my eyes for like a minute. <laughs> Once that minute passes, wake me up. Tell me that like, that I'm good to go. So she closes her eyes, goes to sleep for a minute. And then her friend wakes her up. She's like, what, why'd you wake me up? Like, I told you one minute. She thought like three hours had gone by. She was like, no, I, you, you like, you only slept for a minute. Yeah, I think, I vaguely remember, I think that was that Courtney DeWalter. Yeah, I yeah. she's, she did that Moab 240 yeah. like once and just smashed the record. Just fucking killed it. Yeah, there's some people that are just insane. She said she was are. running and she would hallucinate yeah. rabbits. Just like running across her. I haven't ran that far and I've hallucinated once or twice. So. You've hallucinated while you're running? Really? What do you see? Um, I remember I looked down once and these little flowers like turned into some owls or something right in front of me. What? Dude, what the? Really? How many miles was that in? That was only, um, I don't know, maybe 30 miles in, but I don't know. Damn. Your body does weird stuff when it's tired and Doesn't heat exhausted. Yeah. And 
Was that here? Around here? Yeah, that was here, yeah. Man, I need to start running more. That sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah come out and hallucinate the mountains. Yeah, come out and hallucinate the mountains, seeing flowers turn into owls. Yeah. Dude, that is trippy. That is weird how the body just takes over. Your mind just starts seeing funky little things. Yeah, I think the mind gives out way before the body does. Yeah, it does. That's Well, that's the, <laughs> the, some of the biggest shit that uh, when people go into armed forces, that's yeah. what they train out of people is like, you they, they break you down so far to build you right back up to yeah. be the way that they want you to be. Cause like the the my my mind's my mind's a bitch. I'll be yeah. honest. Sometimes I'm just like I don't want to go work out. I don't want to go do anything. I just want to sit on this couch and watch a TV show. Yeah. But you have to, and then you watch a video of like David Goggins or or somebody like Jocko. You know all yeah. those all those motivational guys, and you're like, God damn it! I'm so lazy. I'm so mediocre. Why do yeah. why am I like this? That's. What do you what so what you need you need to have some type of inspiration to run those types of ultra marathons. I mean, you got to hype yourself up, man. I can't see you just going in there raw dogging no motivation whatsoever. Um, I mean, I just kind of look at it. I mean, it's a good way to stay healthy, you know. I mean, that's a good way to stay healthy, but it's also a good way to fucking destroy your feet and all of your well, joints. That's true, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's worse ways to mess yourself up. There's a lot of worse ways. Yeah. I've seen a couple. Some of those ways involve. Uh, I've seen people on the street. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, he fucked his up pretty bad. Yeah. I'd take a busted knee over whatever the heck he happened. That happened to this guy over here. Yeah. Whoa, dude. Ultramarathon. I, I wouldn't have pegged you as an ultramarathon runner. I don't know anybody that runs ultramarathons. You're the first person I know that runs ultramarathons. Yeah, there's a bunch around here now. It's like gotten pretty big the last few years do you ever do do they do them in the snow Is that um they snow? do yeah man that's there's just a recipe for disaster there's one um coming up in ogden in salt lake mm-hmm. in february it's like a i think it's called running up for air they run up and down this peak as many times as they can in the snow oh no <laughs> Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. Just some people, dude, are so incredibly different from what I... They're just uh, miles ahead of me in certain aspects of life. Yeah. Like, r- people... I remember I I was uh, I was an athlete when I was younger, and I would... Uh, I wrestled, and there was this kid, and he did cross-country running, and he would just run circles around everybody. His yeah. gas tank was insane. Something I wish I had, but I don't have that gas tank. Yeah. No matter how hard I trained, that kid just had miles to give ahead of what I did. When I was at 100%, he was like at 50, not even breathing hard. Uh-huh. And you're just like, how are you How are you like me? How are we the same species? Because <laughs> you are definitely on a different just level than I am physically. Yeah. <laughs> It's tough. I mean, how does how, I mean if you do an ultra marathon running, that's got to play into your designs that you make, dude. If I saw flowers turn into owls, I would. And if I was an artist, immediately that's like the first thing I'm drawing. Yeah. I was like, I, what did these owls look like? That'd be a good idea. Just to write that down. I've got. It's one of those things. I've got so many ideas. It's kind of hard to use them all at this point. Do you do a lot of writing? Um, I, or I guess doodling. I, yeah, I used to do more writing and doodling, but 
When I remember to write it down, I do, yeah. Yeah, when you remember <laughs> yeah. to write it down. You're a busy, are you a very busy man, seems yeah. like. Seems yeah. like you're always on the go, on the move, people reaching out to you and needing designs. Yeah. Have you Have you ever heard of, you know what an NFT is? NFT? Yeah, you, heard, you know what an NFT is? Uh-uh. It's a, oh, gosh dang, I don't know what the freaking acronym stands for, but it's these images that people are buying online. It's a it's a new form of currency. Oh, okay, yeah. It's it's not it's not crypto, but it's just it's images. They're like JPEGs uh-huh. that people can buy and use it as currency. Use it as currency. Apparently, I don't. I don't. I'm not too. I was. I was hoping maybe you knew about it because you're you're an artist and it. artists are. That's that's something that artists will probably get into, but yeah, I haven't heard of that one. No NFTs. They're they're weird. I don't. I kind of. Gosh dang. It. We're gonna look this up because I got Safari. NFTs, NFT. You doing anything for Halloween? Um, any spooky things? Uh, probably just try to get the kid out, do a little trick or treating. She got a costume. Oh yeah, she's a a mermaid witch. A mermaid witch. Yeah, she's like uh, what's what's the what's that mermaid one from? Um, it's like um. Ursula. Ursula, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. How was that, being a dad? That's you recently cool. a dad? or? Uh, yeah, she's, my kid's four, so. Oh, well, dang, at, dude. Been at it for, a, it's a work in progress. Is it fun? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Pretty fun? It's a weird topic. <laughs> I don't have many people in that are parents, <laughs> as you can tell. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun. I mean, yeah, that's cool. You get, you get, a, get them into all the crazy stuff you're into i mean she loves you're having your kid run ultra marathons with you (laughs) it's coming she's only four and she can run like two miles with damn really holy crap see she's gonna be one of those kids that is uh just miles ahead of everybody on the freaking cardio scale i took her up city creek and she's in flip-flops and a dress and she's just running alongside of me just Freaking going. So it's a non-fungible token. Unique and non-interchangeable unit of data stored as a digital ledger. NFTs can be used to represent easily reproducible items such as photos, videos, audio, and other types of digital files as unique items used by blockchain technology to establish a verified and public proof of ownership. So yeah, it's just money. It's it's money. (laughs) I don't... Dude, in this new era of... You know, we're li- we're living through some strange times. Yeah, it's pretty wild. There's a lot of stuff that is is happening that I don't know what's gonna what it's gonna lead to. You ever heard of? Uh, so there's a there might be a way that people can get a higher credit score if you allow the banks to see your search history. Oh really? Yeah, I hadn't heard about that one, but that's a. Uh, a weird one. <laughs> they're gonna just see what types of porn people watch. That's all they're gonna see. Like, no, no we're not giving you any credit, man. Yeah, you're just a weird stuff, man. <laughs> Stay away from. Yeah, I, I, that that just that just seems like a, uh, a, a not a great idea for people to, to allow banks to see their search history. Because that's yeah, I haven't heard of that one. That's wild. There's that, and then there's all just all the cryptocurrency stuff that I remember. Oh, it was like in 2012 when I first heard about Bitcoin, and I was like, it's not going to happen. One yeah. Bitcoin was worth 0. 0.00009, and now it's like $60,000 for one Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. should have invested, man. Yeah. God damn it. Pisses me off. 
just the, the what I could have done. I could have been. I could have not been here right now. Could have been a millionaire. Could have been a billionaire. NFT. Start buying them up. Start making them. <laughs> there you go. Apparently, that's the way to make the money is to start making them. Have you always been an artsy person? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Inclined towards the the, the arts of life. Yeah. What what uh what started your your art career your art life I guess. Um. That's a good question. I don't know. I've kind of, I was always into kind of comic books and stuff as a kid. Mm-hmm. DC or Marvel? That's too hard of a question, man. What? Come on, dude. You, you can DC answer. This is, this is a safe I space. I'll that, say mine. I'm, I've I've always been a DC fan. I love DC. I don't know. Movies, movie wise, they're not great, but comic wise, I think they're. I mean, Batman was pretty sweet. I've, I've always been Batman, in the X Shazam. Shazam's dope. Yeah, Shazam was pretty cool. I know. I was pretty deep in the X-Men for quite a long time. X-Men? Yeah. Do you identify with any of the X-Men? Not really, like, one individually. Maybe just the group. The group? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm an outcast. (laughs) (laughs) And you you said you were in a band? Yeah. What was your band called? Um, I was in three or four different ones, I well, we're all there. Their was names. First one was Omerta. Omerta? It's like a hardcore band here in town. Like, that was probably, I don't know, 2000. Oh. So it was a while ago. Um, yeah, har- music was pretty big when I was in high school. There was all kinds of like traveling bands that would play here. What'd you play? Um, I started out just screaming and singing. Oh, you were you were the front man yeah. then. Oh shit! Did you do the? Oh yeah, yeah. You do the throat singing. Yeah, Is that what it's called? Yeah, throat work, singing. Work yourself into it. You can't talk for like two days. Oh man, I've had that. I've not because of I was throat singing, just because I was yelling. Yeah. You, know, you you lose your voice. Uh-huh. If you do it wrong, you're getting you're gonna get fucked up for sure. Yeah. How'd you learn? Because <laughs> that's hard, um, dude. I think I just kind of taught myself. I don't think I was doing it right though. But I mean. Your voice just funny. hurt. Yeah. Drink a lot of lemon tea and stuff. Lemon <laughs> tea? That's what helped you out? Was lemon tea? That's how, that's how you can do it? Lemon and honey and, yeah. Damn. Did you want to be the front man? Were you the front man for all your bands? I think. I was trying to remember. I think so, yeah. There was Omerita. There was, um, we were in this band, Yosef Gruel. Joseph Gruel? <laughs> How did you guys come up with these names? <laughs> um, my friend Dustin came up with most of them. That one was like, it was like a hardcore metal band, but I think that's like just like the the bad guy in Cool Runnings. <laughs> the bad guy in Cool Runnings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he came up with that name. Um, the last one was like a metal doom band called Dirt Star. Dirt Star? Metal Dune. Doom. Oh, Metal Doom. I was yeah. like, is it Dune like the movie Dune that's coming out? I'm sure out? there's a Dune band. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's several yeah. Dune bands. It seems like it's got a pretty big yeah. following. Hmm. Yeah, playing music was fun at the time. But was it a release? How old are you when you were on these bands? Um, I did that right out of high school, so I was like 18. Oh, shit. Really? How long did you? So then how long were you chasing Dream? Chasing the, the music, the gig? rock star dream, yeah. Oh, it was like 
probably four or five years. And did you do the whole sleeping on a, sleeping in a van, going to cities? Oh yeah, we played Vegas and really Portland and yeah, dude, how was that? It was fun, yeah. Just traveling with with all the boys, yeah. got the equipment in the back. You guys traveled in a van? Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Multiple vans or just one van? Uh, all, was just, it four guys? We had one. There was let me see, two guitar players, drummer. I was doing bass and singing, and then my brother was doing lights, so, like, six of us, I guess. And you carried all your stuff yeah. in that van? Dude, that's some, that's some like, novel-type shit right yeah. there. <laughs> that's awesome. How, what made you guys say, fuck it, we're doing this. We got, we got to take this show on the road. That's, that, that takes some balls, man. Oh, that was back when MySpace was, like, huge. MySpace so. was huge. I don't... I had a MySpace, but I only had it for like two years, and then I was like, I was, "It was pretty big with the music there for a second. Well, wasn't wasn't that what MySpace was? It was to show music. To yeah, it was like it's been so long. I, mean, I think like, like whenever the, you went to someone's page, every, it was all like music themed, so everybody had like songs everywhere. Like, yeah, people had like a playlist on like their page kind of thing. Dude, Do you remember that? I. I don't remember that, like, directly, but I've just seen so many, uh, like, documentaries and, and, like, histories of, and just that, that recreate, that reaccount, just what, how, what it was, and you had your one friend, everybody had the one friend. Yeah. What was his name? I don't know, Steve Gosh, they, or something. Yeah, 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 Steve, I think, he's, he's a meme now, but Steve was everybody's yeah. friend. I never, oh man, I forgot about MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> that was a thing. Dude, I want to know what the next thing is. Yeah, my f friend we were in a band with, um, booking the tour, he was, we were all pretty young, so. <laughs> I don't know. You were 18, was, man. <laughs> Baby. Some of the shows, he would book a couple shows on the same day and just kind of pick which one sounded better. So you would have two shows and not show up to one? Yeah. Was who was it? Was this with uh, was this with the second one or was this with the first band? This was with that, um, that Yosef Gruel. Yosef Gruel, it's all right. You we did, were, we were young, having fun, so dude, that sounds like a fuck ton of fun. I don't know if people still do that or not. Oh, they do, yeah. I don't know of anybody that still does that. I've never seen just a van that rolls around that has the band name on the side and you just see a bunch of grungy dudes. And you have long hair. Did you have the long wavy hair where you can do uh, head banging? No, I, I was I was in the army off and on quite a bit, so I was kept pretty short. Oh, okay, yeah, you you had regulations, you had rules yeah. and regulations. You get you didn't get to do the whole thing then, but I still see you you rocking rings, man. You still got the life in you, yeah, the rock and roll life. That's a rock and roll thing. Yeah. Rings, not a lot of people wear rings, so it's a very uh, what would I say is a. Uh, an ornament that only rockers wear. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. You gotta earn those. Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta play in four bands to earn, to be <laughs> able to wear rings for sure. Dude, that's awesome. Ultra marathons and living on the road. How was living on the road? Um, a, sleeping on floors. I mean, it's all right. Get a good sleeping bag and your back just fucking go. Yeah, awful because of that. <laughs>
<laughs> did a lot of sleeping in, on in floors in in my days. Well, I did end up with staph infections, so I guess it wasn't like oh what yeah. staph infections. Yeah. Tough. Really? Yeah. From what? I had a messed up my foot and had it all casted up, but it was like while we went to start a tour, so I wasn't probably cleaning my leg as good as I should have. Mm-hmm. Got an infection in my got a staff foot. infection. Oh, I thought maybe you guys were like also doing jujitsu or something, no. and you guys were going to gyms and no. fucking getting staff there because that's like the the way I know people get staff is rolling around. Getting all sweaty. Yeah. Hmm. Do you have a, do you have a, what is it called? Roadies? A couple of roadies? Ro- gr- groupies? <laughs> Not groupies really, no. Go, go follow you guys around? No, I was kind of just doing it just for fun for the music. We were pretty hardcore into it there for a second. You must have been into it hardcore if you did it for five years, right? You said five, four or five years? Yeah, off and on. I mean. It was the biggest show you ever did. Um, we played some big death metal fest down in the knitting factory in L.A. one time. That was pretty big. Whoa. Really? That's found, sick. We were backstage in, like, this dressing room and found, like, Dimebag's signature on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Holy shit. I need a I need a I need to start a band. Yeah. <laughs> I need to start a band yeah. and get in a van and then just freaking go go find go find my muse, dude. Go find my passion. Go podcasting everywhere. Go podcast around the world. I mean, I've I've met some pretty interesting people when I travel around. I've met I've met some fucking characters. Yeah, some, they're some, they're some, out there. Yeah, there are there's some there's some fucking freaks out there for sure. Dude. Back to oh, I kind of want to go back to to more of the ultra marathon runner stuff. When's your next ultra marathon? When are you when are you when are you running again? Um, nothing on the books right now. I mean, I'll probably do something here next year. You just not inter- is not it sure out of the blue? You just want to do one? You're like, oh, this is pretty close. I'll go well, do they're this. all like getting so popular now. A lot of them you got to almost sign up like a year in advance. Oh shit, really? And then they like a lot of them will like sell out within. A day to a couple weeks. So you ever done? You ever heard of those the Spartan races or yeah, the I Tough Mudder races? I haven't done any of those, but I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. You would want to do those? Doesn't interest you? Getting all dirty and shit? Not really. No. I mean, it seems like it kind of did that in the army already. How was <laughs> that when you got into the army? How you? So you went straight out of high school into the army? Yeah, I was signed up when I was nineteen. So. Just what, what what made you go into the into the army? Oh, my grandpa, my dad, they were both in the military, so it was just one of those things. That wanted to try it. They'd kind of recommend, family thing. Yeah, they'd recommended it, and they said, "Well, you should try it at least." How long were you in it for? To do four year? I did National Guard, but I did that for six years. Six years. But then I was. So, like, when you do National Guard, you kind of do all your training, and then you drop down to, like, Mm part-time. So you only really work, like, one weekend a month and then, like, two, three weeks in the summer. But if you get deployed, you're pretty much deployed however long your deployment is. So, like, I was deployed for, like, 18 months. 
Where do you mind asking if where you were deployed? Um, Kuwait, and then I went to Iraq for a year. Whoa! And then bunch of training f- for that all over the place. I know a lot of guys are National Guard. They do uh, drill weekends. I yeah, think what they're called, and it's just a weekend of. Yeah, once you're kind of set in your schedule, the drill's kind of like your weekend to work. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a soldier, but you only really work like, during the weekend kind of thing, but there's different levels. Like, there's some full-time National Guard people. And I know the dude, the dude that I know, whenever he goes and he comes back, he's like, yeah, we built a fence. <laughs> yeah. like we, we roofed we roofed a house. <laughs> what? Yeah, just, there's, the, there's a bunch of different aspects of it, but. I mean, that's got to be another thing you derive from. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing all these stories, right? That like you have all from ultra marathon runners to being in a band to being in the army, and you know, just the nature stuff. It, all of this has to give you some type of of inspiration. Yeah, I mean, I was in the army, and I, I always did a little art here and there. But I mean, do you keep sketchbooks? Oh yeah, I've got tons of them now. Yeah. So like once I came home from the army i'm like well i didn't die and i've always kind of been interested in art i might as well pursue it now so college was after the army yeah i got in like well, started right after i got home from like my deployment as how well. old were you um i think i was like when i got deployed i was like 21 and then go back a year after like 22 23 yeah something like that hmm. never too late Damn. And then you graduate from college. You're like 20, shit, 27-ish. Yeah, something like that. And just kind of slowly just started doing more art stuff. And it's kind of like a full-time thing now. Like I kind of just do a little of everything. Like draw T-shirts. Sometimes I do painting. Do you ever do collaborations with other, other local artists? Yeah, you talk to any of the local artists. There's a lot of artists around I've here. I've tried quite a bit to get stuff going, and it's just, I've, I mean, a lot of artists, like, they've got so much stuff going on, it's just hard to kind of get people aligned. Yeah. There was the um, art battle thing a couple of weeks ago. Did you art hear? battle? Yeah, there was, no. um, there was that company Sixies in, Sixes in town. I haven't heard of them. Mural Company. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that mural company. Yeah, they helped kind of facilitate this art battle thing. What was the art battle? Um, It was supposed to be at the Nash, but they moved it over to the um, bar down the street, the Oasis. Oh, really? (laughs) In the Oasis? Yeah, and basically it's kind of like a painting competition. Um, Start out with a fresh canvas, and you got 20 minutes to just, create something and then people judge and you can vote to like a next round kind of thing and really that's cool yeah it was pretty did you go you go do it too Uh uh-huh yeah how'd you do uh it was good like people um, how many artists showed quite a few there was like i don't know i think there was at least 12 or so damn and then like all the um artworks um, goes up kind of for auction and people can buy it and stuff and I think everything sold. So. Really, I've had a I've had quite a few artists on this podcast. Uh, Rainy Rainy Bonnie, 
She's the one that did the mural out. She, I think she did a mural out here, and then she did the wings out by. Yeah, uh, I've met her. I think once I got, um, I did a mural in the alleyway over here, kind of by one of hers. Oh, really? And then I've had Hadley Harris. She does. She does online stuff too. She's uh she does it for like stickers. I think. I think her her website is h h x h c x creative. Oh yeah, I think I just I seen her on Instagram the other day, just looking at some of the people that run your show. Yeah, she 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 was on. She was she she's done some pretty cool work. She I I, I like her artwork. Spooky. She's a yeah. spooky girl. She's like, we were talking about like witchcraft and shit. I was like, huh. I'm terrified. <laughs> this is awesome, but I'm terrified. She has like ghostly experiences. I was like, dude, that's it was like the perfect podcast for for October. Yeah. So being that it is October, I'm gonna ask you. Have you ever had any like ghostly experiences? Any any type of paranormal things to happen to you? Yeah, not um, not a ton, but I've had some. Well, what's happened to you? If you don't mind sharing your, um, your story. Well, for my wife thinks this place is pretty haunted. This place this building really? What? What is? What, has she seen shit here? Or? I don't. Well, maybe I've been here alone by myself at, at at night, and I think she's heard and felt a lot of stuff. Ooh, like upstairs or down like, here? Has she been in here by herself? At not night by or? herself. Like my, we used to come down all the time because my friend was running the running store over here, and there was, I don't know what it was, something, something in the bathroom. I don't know if something like grab her arm or slam the door or something. Whoa! But yeah, I've, I've played in ghosts. There's, I used to have an art studio over there on Center Street, um, and I'd see shadows come and go like above, like the little thing on the door at night. What? <laughs> what? Really? Were you were you scared at all, or what was the couple what was times, the feeling? Yeah. <laughs> you just felt like shit. This one might do something to me. This one feels a little aggressive. No, nah, it's just. Definitely tell there's something there. Oh man, oh, I love that spooky shit. Oh, I, I I love spooky things. I love ghosts in general, but I would yeah, never want to see a, one in in person. I don't. I I mean, I've definitely seen him. It's been a while, but have you always had kind of a a connection to um? I, to I the think dead? My, my wife sees them way more than I do. <laughs> Just on the regular, she sees ghosts. <laughs> Like the apartment my mom lives in one time, like I don't know if you like watching like the ghost adventure, ghost hunter stuff. Zach Baggins, dude, hell They're yeah, talking about yeah. Like orbs and yeah stuff. Or, like, or uh, they capture orbs right I above s- people's heads. Yeah, I seen that one time. EVPs. I seen this huge like black floating orb ball. Oh, black is never good. Black with spirits, black is never yeah, a good thing. It it's always like, like a some demon. Big old looking thing out of like. I don't know, like a movie, but yeah, uh, big ball just floated through this air in front of me. Really? It's, yeah, it was like a big old basketball looking thing. What the fuck? What did you, did you just stand there? Just I look at it? it was, so it was like, I was, it was in my mom's apartment. I think I was just eating breakfast, getting ready for, go to college or something at the time. Mm-hmm. And you just saw a, Jake, a basketball sized black orb. Walk across your, yeah, your your per, your perimeter, your face. 
And you were just, were you just frozen there with, with fear? What did you do? scared the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be scared of shit too, man. Apparently there's a racist ghost in Pocatello. You know where that escape room is? Kind is of by the down, Friendship Club? Yeah, on First Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently there's a racist ghost right there. And if you're, uh, if you're a person of color and you go down the basement, it'll, it'll scratch you. Oh, it'll scratch you and it'll it'll like close the door on you. So, I, I try not to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I won't get scratched. I'm all right. There was uh we went so I was in Vegas this weekend, and apparently there's a uh, like dude from Ghostbusters Ghost Adventures Zach Zach mm-hmm. Baggins. He uh, he has a house down there, and it's full of haunted items. Oh yeah, haunted items. Heard of that? Yeah. And uh, people, when people go in there, if they touch anything, like they, there's, there's a chance of them bringing back, bring something spirit home. back to their house. And my cousin just bought a house, and I was like, let's go watch it. He's like, if we go, you're not staying in my house because <laughs> I don't want, I don't want that juju with me. Which I don't know if ghosts can just like latch onto you and travel. I feel like they have to stay somewhere. Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, I. What, do you believe in ghosts? Or? Fuck yeah, I believe. I want to believe in ghosts so bad. I think, like, a lot of, like, TV shows and movies and stuff, they kind of, like... Oh, none of it's staged. They hype it up. <laughs> and, well, it's like Ghost Adventures. I mean, no one wants to watch a show where nothing happened, you know? I yeah. Mean, so ev- everything, I think, is, like, super hyped up. And, I don't know. The EVPs, people have those yeah, EVPs. Yeah, like, all the movies and stuff, everything's kind of, I think, a little blown out of proportion, yeah. like... Like the Conjuring, the Conjuring movies. I don't oh. think people have ever seen an actual ghost that like is right in front of your face and looks like a dead person. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's. I think if anything, it's it's those orbs, those you know little tiny things that happen. Fucking something goes, something just slams a door or something. Right? Yeah, we were um, we were in Salt Lake helping my friend move, and she lived downtown in this old house. And my wife said she's seen this girl, like, kind of dressed in some old dress, like, looked like she was out of the 1800s or something. And Ugh, Why are they always so old? But this was, like, down in, like, the basement. She was just standing there staring at her. Really? Oh, no. Oh, I'm so glad ghosts decided not to talk to me. But if they did, immediately I'm whipping out the gear. Trying to get an EVP, you know. They yeah. always say scary things. Ghosts always say scary things. They always like leave, like get out, yeah, murder, you know. And they never say like positive things. You got any EVPs? No, I've never gotten an EVP. Oh. Fuck no. I have. I've downloaded uh, an app on my phone one time, and it's supposed to. It's supposed to. The ghosts are supposed to be able to use your phone to say words, right? Yeah. And I, I've done, I did it outside. I was just outside and you wouldn't get anything, right? But I walked into my house and uh, I started using. I was like, hey, is anybody here? What do, you, uh, do you mean it's any harm? What's your name? Just simple questions, right? Yeah. And then I got, it was night and then the word corner popped up. I was like, <laughs> I was like ooh, all right. Again, somewhere, hopefully, corner. Talking is like, all right. So you're in the corner. What? Uh, well, what's your name? Why are you here? What? What's? Uh, what's your purpose? You know? Do you? Do you have some unfinished business? And he says safe. I was like, all right. I think it's good. I'm done here. <laughs> I'm, but you're in the corner, and that means I'm safe. So we're not gonna we're not gonna push this any further. Yeah. So that's how. That's probably one of the few ghost experiences I've had. 
There's a the people that John and Lisa Ryan that they own this this room. They do a haunted tour of yeah, Old Town I Pocatello. I did one. I don't know if it was with them. I did one quite a while ago when they first started them, and they go all around town. Yeah, yeah, they go all around town. Apparently, they've seen some shit too. Have they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a building. There's like a burnt down building either over here or, or behind us. There's a burnt down building there, and they had a group of twelve people, and some lady started screaming. She's like, ah! She saw a, a black figure, like, running across one of the top, uh, like, the windows. Wow. And she saw just something funny. She's fucking running. She lost her shit. And then John and Lisa were like, hey, simmer down, right? <laughs> calm down. It's not going to do anything to you. Be be calm. Just walk down and just keep your head, keep your cool because that's how people get hurt here because there was a burnt down building, you know? Yeah. You should lose your shit and you start running everywhere. Fucking, you're going to fall through the floor. <laughs> people are dumb. All right, Tracy. I think we did good. Did an hour. Perfect. Uh, yeah, that's fun. If we, if people want to reach out to you or buy some of your stuff, where can they go to, to get it? Um, You can find me on Instagram, Barking Goat Studios. But before we do that, how did you get Barking Goat? How did you come up with that? It's a good question. Um, so me and my wife kind of thought it would be fun at one point to kind of combine our names. So I was Barker and she was Goat. So her last name is Goat. Goats. Just goats. Oh, goats. So it came with Barking Goat. Barking Goat. Hmm. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, what is? I wonder how we came up with that. All right, I like yeah. that. All right, so BarkingGoatStudios.com. Yeah, BarkingGoatStudios.com. Um, you can buy a custom illustration on there. They look pretty sick. I got one with a bear yeah. playing a banjo and yeah. a mandolin. Yeah. You know your instruments. I do. My parents are very big musicians. Cool. I I disappointed them, and I tried playing the saxophone, and I sucked, so I stopped playing. Yeah, I used to be a metalhead, and now I listen to bluegrass. So. Yeah. I like some bluegrass, dude. like uh. I like Sturgis Simpson. He had a bluegrass album out a long ago. Yeah, he's so did uh, cool Tyler Chillers had one too. That one was too bad. Yeah, I'm into. I'm a. I'm kind of cultured. <laughs> I listened. There's a. There was a pod. There was a not a pod. A, a playlist on Spotify. I listened to. It was like bluegrass and s- bluegrass and blues, and it was just all that. That good old Mountain Dew. That's yeah. like that type of song. I, I like that shit. It's good music to move pipe to. Yeah. Uh. Anyways. Yeah. Uh. And then the same if anybody has any, uh, they want to you to draw something for them. It's they can reach out on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is it just the, is that all you have Instagram or? Um, I mean, I do have Facebook, but I mean, I prefer Instagram. Instagram seems more user friendly. Yeah, perfect. All right, man. Uh, that's it. Thanks yeah. For skin. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on and. Educating the people. All right. Love you, everybody.